Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations, the show where I ask children fun, interesting, and challenging questions that develop their creativity, their critical thinking, their resilience, and many other key skills in just 10 minutes. Hi, my name's Coven, founder of Kid Coach and dad of two kids. Did you know that 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 have not even been invented yet? In such a fast-paced and changing world, it will be the softer, more transferable skills that will help our kids be happy and successful. So if you're a parent who wants to develop these in your child to help them be more creative, to improve their critical thinking, be more resilient, to develop them into a great leader and be empathetic to others, well, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, I'll be talking to lots of different children, and you'll see how we can build the skills that matter the most simply through conversation. You can find every question I use in the Kid Coach app, downloadable from your usual app store, so you can take the same approach with your children at home. Or visit our website, www.kidcoach.app. Let's get started. This week, we build the skill of critical thinking. There's so much information and disinformation out there. Today, the skill is about searching, interpreting, and challenging what we find on Google. In an age where ready-made answers are so common, it's helpful to instill in our children an ability to solve problems themselves, evaluating pros and cons, and quizzing many solutions until they're fully satisfied. I'll be talking to 11-year-old Maya to build this skill, so let's listen in to our conversation. So Maya, I have a question here for you on critical thinking. And the question is, what would happen if animals could talk? What would happen if animals could talk? If animals could talk, would we be able to talk back to them? Ah, That's a great qualifying question. Yes, let's assume that we could both talk to each other. So it's a two-way street. Well, it would make having a pet a lot easier because you'd know what your pet was thinking the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it would make it would make owning an animal a lot easier to do because they can tell you how they're feeling and what they're thinking and if they're hungry or not, for instance. Right. But then if you were in if you were just away somewhere and you see an animal if they could talk then they could like for instance squirrels or pigeons might like talk it ta- um taunt you or get angry at you um like a squirrel would taunt might taunt you if you're too far away and like would taunt you about being not be not being able to climb up a tree, but and then a pigeon would get angry at you for shooing it away. So then it's kind of good that animals don't talk. Also, if animals did talk, for instance, if a dog could talk to a squirrel, then that could also end up in fights because, like, the dog wants to chase the squirrel, and the squirrel would taunt. But I think overall, it 
could be good, but then, like, being able to talk to humans is mainly good, but then if you talk to someone and they say bad things, then it's not so good. Hmm. So I like how you've gone through different pros and cons there. I hadn't actually thought of that point you made of animals talking to each other. In my head, I was just assuming they talk to us, but of course you're right that they could quite easily talk to each other. I suppose a bit like how French and German and Spanish and English people all talk to each other, right? Different countries, different languages, but we talk to each other nonetheless. Yeah. So there were some benefits of animals talking, some downsides of animals talking. I wonder, you know, what what ideas could these animals have that suddenly maybe we can hear about and could we enlist them to solve some problems for us? And how could they help us if we're able to communicate with them like this now? Well, I'm thinking back to the idea of having an animal as a pet here, but um, if if you had animal pets and they could talk to you, then they could tell you like what they like. For instance, if there were three different dog beds, um, a dog could tell you like which aspects of one he likes and which aspects of the other. So people would find making stuff for animals a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But also I think um, it's another brain and sometimes dogs have a different or dogs or cats have a different way of thinking about things than us because they have a bit of a simpler mind so it could really help like if you're making something or inventing something or just thinking an idea through if they've got a different mindset to us so maybe Mm -hmm. they they would come up with different ideas and it's like it's like talking to your friends and getting new ideas but then if you were to talk to a pet you'd have like a totally different mindset to to think about and to talk to right Right. And that's such a great word to use as well, mindset and perspective that comes with that. Because I think you're absolutely right that when you're able to talk to somebody completely different to yourself, they're able to help you see the world in a way that you hadn't even thought was possible. And if you extend that to suddenly hearing your dog or your cat say something to you from their perspective, and you know, maybe their their low down perspective, having four legs scrambling along the floor did you realize how dirty the floor was or something? I you know, something that you wouldn't otherwise have uh, really paid much attention to. You can open your eyes to something, right? I mean, so let's take that line a bit further. I'm, I'm quite excited about if suddenly we could um, all be one big society of humans and animals talking to each other, communicating well, like what, what problems could we solve in the world? What, you know, um, so let's think really big now, you know, not, not just let's make a comfortable dog basket to sit in, but what what could we do that is really beneficial to everybody on the planet if suddenly animals and humans could communicate like this and problem solve together? I was just thinking about um, bushfires and how like they kill a lot of wildlife and animals. So if the humans knew that the bushfires were coming, then they could warn the animals. Also, the, the animals, for instance, like birds, could warn humans because if a bird was flying over, like they're really high up and they could probably warn the humans that something was coming and they could also warn the other animals. So 
for bushfires and things. It could really impact the world. Also, I was just thinking if we if you wanted like a different account of things, you could interview an animal and yeah. then have like a news report from an animal's perspective. Yeah, brilliant. So um on that bushfire point, it would be wonderful, wouldn't it, to get that, that literally that bird's eye view, that aerial shot of what's going on without having to send drones and helicopters and, and the like. Um and you talked also about warning animals that this is spreading, or or maybe they would be the the ones to tell us initially, look, something's coming. You might want to um help us get some water out here to, to quench the fires. So that kind of collaboration suddenly becomes a lot more possible, doesn't it? Um, and then what was your, you, you made a, a second point, which um, I've forgotten, I'm afraid. And um, if you remember that, um, I it, was it was about, really good. Um, like how you could interview animals from their perspective. Right. And how that could help solve different problems. Right. Right. Yeah. Again, to try and get to their perspective and their mindset and an an, an interview with man's best friend, the dog. I I can see it now on the Oprah Winfrey show or something like that. So to to take this a little bit further, um, can you predict how animal rights might change if we could hear them talk in this way that we're um, exploring? Well, animal rights would probably change quite a lot because for once um, animals could understand us and they would know what their stand of rights is so they could uh, so they could persuade people that that's not right also animals would be able to um, participate in protests and that that will probably change animal rights and revolution yeah, yeah, I suppose um, animal rights have become a bigger thing if they have a, a vocal champion, right? If animals are speaking up for their own rights and not relying on just humans to speak up for them. Um, I mean, what, what would that mean for the world, though, right? So when you think about the way we are with animals, the way we treat animals, the way we use animals, how can you see this playing out? Well, um I'm just thinking about vaccines right now and how sometimes there's a line of animal testing mm-hmm. and with animal rights becoming like harder, then there would probably be a stand on that and no more using animals for testing. But then I was just thinking then that that, that could turn into finding a way of using plants for testing. And then, but then there isn't really much plants can do to protest. I suppose I better ask you then, uh, what if plants could also talk to us? <laughs> um, that perhaps is a, is a separate question or a follow-on conversation we could have. But uh, I, I imagine we get into much the same um, sort of, oh, it's be really good because of all of this, but then we've got to consider plant rights and it gets a bit thorny again. <laughs> thorny, excuse the pun. Um, so it's, a, it's an interesting topic, isn't it? Lots of, lots of different pros and cons. Um, we could probably talk about this for a lot longer. But, um, but what do you think overall? You know, if we could, let's say we could flip a switch and suddenly get all animals to be able to talk to us and each other and for 
for us to be able to speak back. Um, let's just say we could flip a switch and make that happen, uh, bringing in all the benefits and the drawbacks when we do flip that switch. Would you want to flip it? Well, as an animal lover, like my, my first, um, like the, the first thing I think of is like the best thing is that this is the best thing that could happen to me. Yes, of course. But then I think about it and then there are quite a few drawbacks, but still there are even more pros than cons. And like the, the pros outweigh the cons and I'm an animal lover. So I flip the switch. Right. Right. And do you think if I ask that question, let's say I ask that question to a thousand random people across the world, what, what percentage would say yes and what percentage would say no? Could you predict that? Well, if everyone thinks it through and everyone comes up with the same points, then I think mostly people would go, yes, we want to flip the switch because there are so many pros and it could save everything but then i think a small percentage of people maybe 15 percent around there um they, they wouldn't want to flip the switch because they think that the um that the cons are more significant maybe like people that have to make the vaccines and have pressure like trying to make one for instance the covid vaccine they have pressure trying to do it quickly even though they didn't use animal testing, I'm not. I don't think they did that much. But, but like they they might have a slightly different view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a great perspective. Um, about eighty-five percent would say yes. It'd be great to enable animals to talk, because overall the pros outweigh the cons. There might be a, a smaller group of fifteen percent that say no. But that's great, Maya. We've uh, talked about all the different sort of what could happen if animals could talk, all the advantages, all the disadvantages. Um, I love some of the points you made around it helps us explore different mindsets and perspectives. And maybe we could do an interview with an animal to get their unique take on a situation. Um, and then you know, solving world problems like those uh, fires in Australia, those, those bushfires getting literally a bird's eye view on the situation. So good stuff. Well done. So there you have it. What a great conversation that was, filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment, during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or to search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. And I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations, and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today.